Welcome to another episode of the Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss newly modernized California medical malpractice systems, how to contain the recent monkeypox global outbreak, and good practices to keep your kids safe during the swimming season. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 137 for the week of May 30th. We're back, Albert. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Bettis-Dilly. Hi, Matt. Before we get started, our diagnosis code for this week is T75.01XA, or shock, due to being struck by lightning initial encounter. Wow. This is, they actually, fun fact, they created this diagnosis code in the 80s, right after ACDC came out with their hot single thunderstruck really no i didn't think so (laughs) really really because that would be this is lightning struck so it's different true i don't know how someone gets struck by thunder you have to like it just rumbles so loudly it knocks you down i'm not sure i don't why did they decide to call it thunderstruck that's a great question you should ask acdc it says, this is a quote, we came up with this thunder thing based on our favorite childhood toy, Thunder Streak, and it seemed to have a good ring to it. Huh. I mean, it does, but weird. I mean, yeah. Anyway, like don't get struck by lightning, folks. Otherwise, you're going to have to experience diagnosis code T75.01XA. In the background, and when it happens, I hear in the operation room... What they do is they just play Thunderstruck. Oh, loop. yeah, probably when they're like trying to like, I don't know, save your skin or whatever from melting <laughs> off. Jeez, just got... I'm just trying to think of what would it like, what would surgery would they be performing after a lightning strike? Probably skin grass. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's get <laughs> into it. First up, we have modernizing medical malpractice. The three M's mm-hmm. last week. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed legislation to modernize the process of awarding damages in medical malpractice cases in the state. Legislation was supported by consumer groups, trial attorneys, healthcare insurers, and healthcare providers, marking the end of one of the longest-running political battles in California politics. It makes two significant changes to the Medical Injury Compensation Reform Act, or MICRA, by reconstructing the act's limit on attorney fees and raising the cap on non-economic damages. Nice. So I guess there was a legal battle over this for a long time. Don't know how long Seems it was. like it, yeah. But trust the writers. It was mm-hmm. a long time. I guess it just makes it a little bit easier to afford? Yeah. Modernizes the process. And Apparently it, it was an antiquated process. It's a lot harder. Yeah. There's a dog in the picture. That's cool. After they sign the bill, there's a bunch of people in it. And there's the dog. Yeah. He's a little service dog. So good for him. That's cute. Good. Good for him. That dog is out there being, you know, image, taking images with uh, governors and yeah, talking that about dog it. Yeah, so what's up. That's a successful dog. That's, a, that's like there's Air Bud and then there's him. <laughs> like it's, Bud. He, he's up there. And Bill Bud. Right. All right. Monkey say, monkey do, monkey pox. Hmm, clever. According to the UN Health Agency last Tuesday, the monkeypox outbreak that has been reported in 16 countries and several regions of the world 
can still be contained. Monkeypox symptoms can be very similar to smallpox. However, the symptoms of monkeypox are less clinically severe despite being visually dramatic with raised pustules and fever. In most severe cases, this disease can last from two to four weeks. According to the UN Health Agency, this monkeypox outbreak has been transmitted primarily by close skin-to-skin -skin contact. The incubation period of monkeypox is usually from 6 to 13 days, but can range from 5 to 21 days. Yikes. Anything yeah, with yeah. the word pustules, I'm out. Right. I'm out. Yeah, I don't want anything not great. to do with it. No. Nope. That's terrible. Sounds awful. Yeah. I, uh, looks like this doctor, Dr. Lewis, yeah. said, we don't yet have the information as to whether this would be transmitted through bodily fluids. Oh, but he says to be mindful when in close contact with others. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I didn't even know that this was a thing until the story. So hopefully it doesn't, you know, get to be a big, a bigger deal than it already is. Yeah. This disease can affect anyone and it is not associated with any particular group of people. Yikes. All right. Uh, it's going to be, it looks like the most, the countries that are affected are Central African Republic, Democratic Republic of Congo, Nigeria, and Cameroon. And uh, there are other countries that have reported cases in the past. Interesting. So if it's close to, I mean, small, smallpox, monkeypox, that's terrible. Yeah, that's if pretty bad. If it's compared to smallpox, it's bad. Yep. That's all I know about it. It's skin to bad. skin contact. So Hopefully, quit rubbing your skin on people. Right. After happened with COVID, maybe we learned a little bit about disease control. No, I right. Don't think, I don't think monkeypox is probably as a, as contagious as COVID. So I'm not trying to raise any alarms. I'm just saying. Right. There was a learning experience there. So hopefully right. it works out. Next up, breeding germs in pools. Not just germ pools. Pools. Wow. The Alabama Department of Public Health recently sent out public information regarding swimming and splash pad safety. Germs in the water can cause people to become sick from one of two ways, swallowing water or kids contaminating the pool instead of using the toilet. Ouch. Most germs are killed by chlorine, but certain germs can survive in properly treated water for around seven days. Making sure kids have regular bathroom breaks is a good way to help mitigate the risk of swimming pool germs. Showering before getting in the water also helps the water stay a little bit cleaner. Lastly, avoid sitting or standing on the jets at splash pads. Blocking the jets can cause the water to become more contaminated. Alabama wants to remind parents to always keep an eye on their kids at splash pads, especially pools, to ensure that they're safe. Don't pee in the pool. Don't pee in the pool, guys. Come on, don't be don't that guy. Don't on the pad. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Poo <laughs> in the pad, that's a lot. That's a good one, though. I, I think you, you could should... say pee in the pad, but yeah, you yeah, you could. Right, I like it. It adds variety. I think you should put it on a t-shirt. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of gross. Yeah, I mean, it's a Make real sure threat, kids though. Have regular bathroom breaks. Right. You know, public pools just kind of freak me out sometimes. They're kind of nostalgic, but also they're like gross. They're gross. They're, they're there's not enough chlorine in the world to to make sure that a pool water pool water stays clean when there's 500 bodies in it on a hot oh, summer day. Yeah, no. There's just no way. All the sweat that's rolling off the bodies into the pool. Oh, yeah, I'm like gross. this is. I don't want it. Grody. Grody. 
But if you happen to go to splash pads because, you know, your kids like them, that's okay. Just make sure that they're clean. Just, yeah, yeah. And make sure your kids' bodily functions are, are empty. handled appropriately. Yeah, yes, yes. Right. Go before you leave. Go before you leave. Take frequent breaks. And with that, let's go into our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest breaches all across the world. Albert, whoa, what is it? <laughs> Fraudulent wedding gifts. Oh my. There's nothing worse. Sola is a popular wedding planning website known for its online gift registries, guest list management, and wedding websites. Last week, the company confirmed that hackers had managed to access the accounts of a number of its users and tried to initiate fraudulent cash transfers. The unauthorized account access took place through a credential stuffing attack, where hackers test out email and password combinations stolen from other breaches across a range of websites to target people using the same password on multiple sites. Whoa, we always warn against that. Uh The company is aware of fraudulent gift card orders and is working to correct them. There was no direct hack of Zola's infrastructure, and fewer than 0.1% of couples using Zola were affected. 0.1%. Okay, I was going to say, is that like 0.1 of couples? Because that's 10%. But it's actually 0.1%. So that's pretty good. Um, It's a pretty small number of people. Yeah, looks like they reacted well. So good for Zola. Golf clap for Zola. Golf clap for Zola. I think... Credential stuffing is is a real attack, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we always say change your passwords. Don't change use the same it. password. Nope. Hello, I know you can remember it, but it's better to not remember passwords and reset them than it is to use the same password over and over again. That's true. It's a pain in the butt, but it is a pain in the butt. It saves you time and money because you don't want gift cards to be purchased under your name illegally. Next up, eyeing up eye care treatment centers. Eye care leaders experienced unauthorized access to its MyCare Integrity system in December of 2021. The MyCare Integrity EMR offering is a cloud-based system designed to improve workflow and built exclusively for eye care practitioners. The breach impacted at least eight known organizations and over 340,000 individuals. The breach did not involve any unauthorized access to the impacted practices internal systems. Since notifying impacted eye care practices on March 1st, practices have begun notifying impacted individuals of the third-party breach. Yikes. So, here's what happened. Let me break this down, Albert. Let me break it down. Okay. So, MyCare is an EMR, or electronic medical record system, which they use, or doctors, I guess in this case, eye care practitioners use to keep track of their medical records and, and, you know, look at history of patients and, you know, when they came back for last year with during their eye appointment what's changed since this year right the cross-reference all that stuff so they provide that to i'm assuming more than you know a few thousand practitioners and those yeah. practitioners house the over three hundred and forty thousand individuals records in the system that make okay so there is multiple different eye care organizations that are affected by this breach because the provider of the tool that these providers use mm. was breached. Got it. Uh oh. It's a lot of breaching. It's it like ins- it's like breach inception. Yep. A breach within a breach. Management. Mm-hmm. 
just because it looks nice doesn't mean that it's the most secure. Now, I, you know, it could just be a, a random thing that happened. True. But since it affected more than 500 uh, data points of protected health information, Albert, you know this because of the I do. notification rule. They have to notify me media uh, about this. And then, yep. of course, when they notify media, we end up recording it and talking about it. Yeah, it leads to bad public relations. Uh huh. So it's a whole thing. But now, once you hit our podcast, like you really, it's it's kind of it's, it's all downhill real. from there. It's real. I mean, yep. This is some hard hitting stuff. Yes. In journalism. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Blowing the lid off this. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, Indiana breach notification changes. Indiana recently modified its breach notification laws in areas related to the timing of the notification. In mid-March, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb signed a bill which tightens the rules for providing timely notice to individuals affected by a data breach. The change is effective July 1, 2022. As revised, a breach notification must be provided no later than 45 days after the discovery. But there remains a question about whether a notification could be or should be provided before that 45-day period ends. A delay is reasonable if the delay is necessary to restore the integrity of the computer system, necessary to discover the scope of the breach, or in response to a request from the Attorney General or a law enforcement agency to delay disclosure because disclosure will impede a civil or criminal investigation or jeopardize national security. So yeah. Indiana being a little uh, proactive about proactive. changing That's, some of their notification guidelines. Interesting, you know, interesting. I got to be honest. I don't think when anyone thinks of an innovative front-running state, they don't think of Indiana. No, no. I forget That's Indiana. Not to, you know, That's not the shame on Indiana. I'm just saying. Oh, it is. No, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a Midwestern city. I feel, or, yeah, or states. So I feel like, you know, the ones that are usually kind of on the forefront are coast states. Right, they're always they get, they're so highly populated. So they well, and they to, matter. They just matter. Indiana doesn't matter. <laughs> Whoa, Indiana's just like there's enough. There's nothing there. <laughs> Whoa, we love Indiana. Do we? Oh, Hoosiers. Oh yeah. Oh right, yeah. I went to a concert in Indiana once, and I was driving there, and there was legitimately nothing. It was like, <laughs> I thought for sure like aliens were going to abduct me because it was, that's where I feel like Indiana is where that would happen because there's right. just big open spaces of nothing. And there's like nobody around and like nobody looks friendly or feels friendly. It's just very strange. Agreed. So if you're in Indiana and your business is in Indiana, be aware of breach notification changes. Right. So, and if you're an Indiana loyal listener, we love Indiana and thank you so much for listening. We just destroyed your state, but well, yeah, we love you. Yeah, and that's it for this week's wrap up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny, and I'm Barbara Battistelli, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast, produced by E Tactics.